The LA Kings dominate, but had to pull out a win in Seattle. Are the Kings now back on track after snapping their three-game losing skid? We'll discuss that and more on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We would love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we're also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. At last check, we were at 2,557 subscribers. Awesome to get over that 2,500 mark. Thanks to everyone for their support on the podcast and the YouTube channel. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 17 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for 30 years. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Hope you had a great weekend. The Kings snapped their season-high three-game losing skid with a 3-2 shootout win in Seattle on Saturday night. Kings dominated the game, but uh, had to pull this one out thanks to some clutch goals in the shootout. If you missed it, uh, and judging by the uh, broadcast that we had, which we'll talk about later, maybe you did or maybe you turned it off in frustration, but we'll give you a quick recap of the game. Uh, Also, some lineup changes for this game to mention, uh, checking the forwards, Arthur Kaliev was back in action after missing one game due to illness. He was put on the Pierre-Luc Dubois line along with Alex Laferriere. Laferriere moving to the left side. Carl Grunstrom was moved back on the Lazat line with Trevor Lewis. Jared Anderson-Dolan was out of the lineup. Defensively, Jacob Movarar played his second straight game in for the injured Vladislav Gabrikov. And Calvin Talbot was in net with David Rich serving as the backup in place of the injured Phoenix Copley. As for the game against Seattle, uh, the Kraken grabbed an early 1-0 lead on a fluke goal, but the Kings did respond. Trevor Moore getting his team-leading 14th goal of the season. We'll talk more about that pretty goal in just a bit. The Kings then grabbed a 2-0 lead on Andre Kopitar's power play goal, his 12th of the season on a great setup from Quinton Byfield. Talk more about that a little bit. Then late in the third, the Kraken would tie it up on a power play goal after a Kings mistake, which we'll talk about more in a little bit. So after a scoreless overtime, we would go to the shootout. Uh, The Kings would get shootout goals from Adrian Kempe, Arthur Kaliev, Trevor Lewis, and Carl Grundstrom, who gets the game winner. And the Kings skate off with a 3-2 victory. They improved to 17-6-4, 12-1-1 on the road. And we will talk about where the Kings are currently in the standings in the Pacific Division coming up in just a minute. As far as the game stats uh, for this one against Seattle, Kings again get the 3-2 victory. Shots on goal, heavily favored. Los Angeles, 38-19. to The Kings with shots on goal. Power play, uh, each team was able to get one power play goal. The Kings were one for four. The Kraken were one for two with that late power play goal, which got them a point out of the situation. Uh, as far as the faceoffs go, pretty lopsided in favor of the Kings, winning 34 to 22. Block shots did favor Seattle 18 to 12, but with the Kings getting so many shots on goal over Seattle, you would expect that. Uh, as far as the hits go, the Kings actually did out hit Seattle 
by a mark of 18 to 14. So sometimes the stats tell the, tell the story, sometimes they don't, but I think in this case they did. Uh, the Kings were clearly the better team for three periods. Uh, unfortunately, though, where it matters most, it didn't show up on the scoreboard. Uh, but in the end, the Kings are able to get the victory, and uh, that's obviously the bottom line. Uh, let's get to the three stars of this game for the LA Kings, as selected by your host of Locked on LA Kings. Uh, I gave the third star to Arthur Kaliev back in the lineup after missing that uh, game due to illness, had a big goal in the shootout to keep it alive, and eventually get to Carl Grundstrom, who gets my second star of the game, his first career game-winning shootout goal for the LA Kings. And uh, now that he's back on the fourth line, yet another fourth liner contributing to a Kings win. And my number one star for the win over Seattle is Trevor Moore team leading 14th goal of the season, his ninth goal on the road. Only four other players in the NHL have more road goals than Trevor Moore. Sidney Crosby leading the way with 14 uh, Moore now has 17 points in 14 road games this season, the Thousand Oaks native is just three goals away from tying his career high. He's only six points away from tying his point total from all of last season. Moore's on pace for 43 goals. His career high in a season is 17. Now, I don't know if he's going to get to 40 or not, but barring any kind of injury, I can't see any reason why he won't score 30. Uh, this season is not a fluke for Trevor Moore. Uh, sometimes you will see a player have kind of a career year, and it's one of those things where everything just goes right for him. Uh, he's getting lots of puck luck. He's you know just finding the puck in his skates, goes off him and into the net. That's not Trevor Moore. Trevor Moore's goals have almost all been difficult, highly skilled, creative goals, which it was again in this game against Seattle. And it makes me believe that this is not just a good player on a great streak. Feels more like a good player that is blossoming into a great player. So what Trevor Moore is doing, again, to me, feels legit. Uh, and obviously, we hope to see a lot more of this going forward because he's been a very key reason why the Kings have had a successful first uh, part of the season so far. Uh, checking the night for Kings goalie Cam Talbot. Uh, he allowed two goals on just 19 shots. Uh, the goals allowed, um, you know, only two goals allowed is obviously a good thing for the Kings. Usually on most nights, that should be good enough for the Kings to get wins, and they were able to just do so in this one. Um, the first goal that Talbot allowed, kind of mentioned it earlier, a fluke goal. Um, Seattle's Adam Larson was stick-handling close to the net, lost control of the puck, and it just unfortunately happened to be going towards the net when he lost control of it, and it went through some, some, some uh, skates, some traffic in front. Talbot never reacted to it because he's looking for a shooting motion, which never came because he literally never attempted a shot and it just slid through him and into the net. I, I guess you'd kind of have to call it a soft goal, uh, certainly an unlucky goal for the LA Kings and Cam Talbot. As for the second goal, uh, this came late on the power play after a Mikey Anderson delay of game penalty. Oliver Bjorkstrand fired a wrist shot from distance straight away and it beat Talbot blocker side. Uh, it seemed like for some reason he didn't pick up the release right away and maybe that split second cost him. I would have to call this one a soft goal. However, no real traffic in front. Uh, it was far enough out that you would think that he would have been able to pick it up in time and get a piece of it and at least deflect it away, um, but not the case. I know it was on the power play for the other team, but that one was from far enough out. I thought that uh, Cam Talbot should have at least gotten a piece of that one. Now, Talbot did redeem himself a bit in the shootout, stopped six of the nine shooters, 
Uh, he did get undressed by reigning rookie of the year, Matty Berniers, uh, with an amazing move. But all in all, a solid performance in the shootout for Cam Talbot. And obviously, that's part of the reason why the Kings were able to get that victory. As for Cam Talbot, he improves in the season to 13 5 and 2, 10 0 and 1 on the road. His goals against average was lowered slightly to 2.02, currently second in the NHL. And his save percentage um, actually uh, went down a little bit, uh, 9.26, but still third in the NHL. All in all, um, it was not Cam Talbot's best game. Um, didn't see a lot of action, had the fluky goal. Um, certainly not a bad game on his part. And uh, like I said, in the shootout, he got the job done and was able to help the LA Kings get a much-needed win to snap that three-game losing skid. All right, let's get to what we did and did not like from that game against Seattle on Saturday. That is coming up here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Hey, you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying your tickets for your next big event. I don't because I use GameTime, the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. I have used GameTime to buy tickets to NHL and NFL games this season, and I am a very satisfied customer. The app is very easy to navigate and use. Killer last-minute deals. They've got all-in pricing and their best price guaranteed. GameTime is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. I love how you can view your seat. Before you buy it, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Game time takes all the guesswork out of buying tickets. All in prices show you the total up front, so you know you're getting a great deal without any hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps on the app. Just download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code Locked On NHL L O C K E D O N N H L for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, Locked On has launched the first-ever national 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, as we usually do after a Kings game, we talk about what we like and what we didn't like from the game. And let's let's start with what we didn't like so we can kind of close it on a on a better note. Um, what we didn't like that the Kings pretty much dominated this game and didn't have as much to show for it as we would have liked. The Kings really should have had three or four goals in this game, never should have gone to overtime and to a shootout. Uh, Mikey Anderson, a very rare mistake from him late in this game took a delay game penalty, flipped the puck out of his own zone into the seats, uh, an unforced error, and that allowed the Kraken a chance to tie it up on the power play. Uh, we didn't like the fact that our very good penalty kill unit did not come through with a crucial kill at a key moment of the game. The, the Kraken were able to tie up the game late. Uh, the power play not coming through in crucial moments. Seattle's Will Borgen took a stupid retaliation penalty after a clean hit on one of his teammates by Mikey Anderson. Kings didn't take advantage. When other players and teams do stupid things, uh, to give you an opportunity, you need to take advantage of those opportunities, especially in a close game. The Kings had a power play in overtime. They had a four-on-three opportunity and could not take advantage of that as well. And they also gave up another shorthanded breakaway goal opportunity that the Seattle player fortunately missed the net. Uh, probably the biggest thing, though, that we didn't like from this game had nothing to do with the players on the ice and no disrespect to our friends 
Nick Nixon, Jim Fox, Daryl Evans, Carlin Babe, all who are friends of the show. But the technical difficulties with the broadcast of the Kings game were terrible. We're as bad as I've ever seen, frankly, in the modern era. I mean, uh, sure, things happen occasionally, but they usually get figured out within three or four minutes. This went on for multiple periods. Uh, you had audio issues, and then the, the the then you had no audio, and then the audio didn't sync up with the, with the video. Uh, it was uh, that whole not the whole broadcast, but a large portion of that broadcast was pretty unwatchable. Uh, there were times when I went to my phone on the Sirius XM app to listen to the game, uh, and then uh, I tried to sync it up with my TV because the audio was out on the TV and I couldn't figure it out. It was very frustrating. And finally I just said the hell with it. Um, now the game was on KCAL nine. Um, but I assume that the, the same production people and everything were still involved. They just sent it to a different place. Um, I honestly don't know if it being on KCAL nine had any effect on what was going on with the broadcast technically, but, uh, either way, that was a pretty brutal broadcast. I, I, Again, it's something we really don't see much anymore. Um, usually those things are able to get ironed out pretty quickly, but that one went uh, on way too long. So hopefully that, uh, whatever the issue was, hopefully that gets ironed out. All right. What did we like about the Kings performance against the Kraken? Uh, well, certainly overall, it was just a very solid performance from all four lines and all three defensive pairs uh, coming off that loss to Winnipeg. The line changes were better. The Kings did a better job not getting stuck on the ice, chasing the puck. Uh, Todd McClellan said that issue against Winnipeg would be addressed. And for at least one game, it certainly was addressed. Also like the Kings winning a close game that, you know, where, where things just weren't going their way. Finding a way to win those kind of games certainly is something you like to see. And uh, we do have a quote from head coach Todd McClellan talking about winning kind of a not really an ugly game, but a game, like I said, a game where things weren't going the Kings way, a low scoring game where they're able to kind of pull it out. Uh, he said, I'm confident our group can play in those games and win those games. We're built for that type of night. Uh, we're just, we just haven't had to play many of them this year, whether it's got away on us a few times, or we've been well in front. These types of nights are probably going to be more common than four, one wins or five, one losses. I think our group is comfortable and I'm confident that they can play in them. So that was head coach Tom McClellan talking about the Kings playing in these low-scoring, tight games. Uh, also, we liked the Kings finally getting a shootout win, their first of the year. Going into the uh, game, they were 0-2 in the shootout and 1-4 for 4 this season in games that went beyond regulation. Uh, the Kings not only get their first shootout win, but they had to have some clutch performances from guys in uh, you know in the shootout and from guys in the bottom six uh, of the uh, forward combinations. Now Adrian Kempe did score in the third round to keep the shootout going, but Arthur Kaliev and Trevor Lewis had to each score goals in must-score situations to keep the shootout going. They did. I mentioned this on Twitter, uh, and I love Trevor Lewis, but my wife and I did kind of let out a groan when we saw Louis come out on the ice. He's not known for being a sniper. Um, but apologies to Trevor Lewis, who put a beautiful backhand move on the goaltender uh, and beat him easily. Uh, I did not expect that, but uh, Louie getting it done. And uh, actually, I saw afterwards, maybe you did too, that Todd McClellan was asked about using Trevor Lewis in the shootout. And he said it was Andre Kopitar's idea. He said that uh, Kopi said 
uh, give Louis a shot. And he said, okay. And Trevor Lewis came through. So Andre Kobitar uh, getting an assist on that one. And then Carl Grundstrom coming through, ending it in the ninth round with a nice snapshot. So great to see uh, some Kings uh, that are, you know, maybe role players come through with the spotlight on them and uh, get some big goals and keep that shootout going before Carl Grundstrom could finally finish it off. I think both Kings goals uh, being skilled goals was something we like to see. Um, I mentioned the Trevor uh, Trevor Moore goal earlier. Uh, he scored a gorgeous move on a gorgeous move uh, in close, uh, a sweet little drop pass from Philip Deneau, but it was more being rewarded for his hard work defensively. Uh, the uh, Kraken were able to get control of the puck in their own zone, going along the boards to try and clear it out, and more hustled, stuck his stick out, got a piece of the puck that was that was going to be cleared out on the boards, kept it in, eventually got to uh, Philip Deneau, who gave him gave him a little drop pass between his legs. Moore gets it with some room and space, uses his hands, and uh, makes makes a beautiful goal. So great to see Trevor Moore not only doing it with his skill, but his hustle and his defensive play, starting the play, uh, definitely, definitely like that. And also the the goal from, from Andre Kobitar on the power play, another gorgeous pass from Quentin Byfield, who got the puck kind of on the, on the right wing. He turned around and he realized, I've got space. And I think maybe ne- last year, maybe he just immediately shoots it, uh, but he decided, I'm taking it to the net, which was absolutely the right play. He goes to the net, draws the defenders to him, and then almost a no-look pass to Kopitar at the back door for a tap-in goal. Uh, beautiful, beautiful pass from Quentin Byfield. I, when you look at the better passers on the Kings, I know a lot of people will say Kevin Fiala, but we've talked about Fiala. He'll make some great passes, but he also tries to force things sometimes. I don't see that with Q. Uh, he, when he makes a pass like that, it usually almost always gets through and he puts it right on the tape. Um, just Quinn Byfield to me is in the discussion as far as the top Kings players uh, who are, you know, just the best passers on the team, I think right now. Um, so those are some of the things we liked about the win over Seattle. So are the Kings back on track was the question at the top of the show. And they did display a solid all around game. They did correct some of the mistakes we saw against Winnipeg. Um, But I don't know that one win over a team like Seattle is enough to make me convince the Kings are definitely back on track. Uh, Overall, like I said, a solid game. I I think there's still some details uh, to be ironed out and smoothed out that we saw um, that need to be corrected. But um, overall, like I said, a a solid all-around performance. Let's see it again uh, against a very uh, winnable team, if you want to call it that, a winnable game coming up against San Jose. Uh, We're going to talk more about the Kings against the Sharks on Tuesday's show, but I, I was encouraged by what we saw with the Kings, but need to see it again uh, against San Jose. So where are the Kings right now after the past week in the Pacific Division standings? We'll also give you a rain report, and there's some great news on Alex Turcott. That's coming up next here on Lockdown LA Kings, your team every day. Hey, snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book right now. New customers get... in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose, if you've been thinking of joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than now. The app is very easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options from spreads, uh, player props, overs, unders, and more. Obviously, we love to bet on all things NFL if you're a football fan like me. But, of course, 
Love to bet on the NHL as well, and you could certainly do that with FanDuel. They certainly place a bet on the Kings if you think they're going to beat the San Jose Sharks on coming up on Tuesday. Uh, want to place a bet on the Kings to, uh, you know, the game is a six and a half goals over under. Will it be low scoring like it was against Seattle or will the Kings break out? Uh, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and bet all season long on the NHL and NFL as well. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. The LA Kings face the San Jose Sharks 7.30 Pacific time on Tuesday. Catch every moment of the hometown broadcast of your LA Kings on Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search LA Kings. And hopefully we, uh, you know, if we have to go to that option because there's some issues with the TV side, then uh, we've got that uh, as a, as a backup plan. Uh, or if you're driving home, you know, listen to Daryl and, uh, and Nick and those guys. Uh, on the call. Uh, let's take a look at the Pacific Division standings now that we are starting a new week, as we do on every Monday show. Uh, and the Pacific Division is certainly representing well uh, across the NHL. The Vegas Golden Knights and the Vancouver Canucks are your top two teams in the entire NHL in points, uh, and they're in our division. So uh, the Pacific's got some tough competition. Uh, Vegas has been in first place pretty much from the start. Uh, they entered the week with a 21-6-5 record for 47 points, most in the West, most in the NHL. This past week, they went 2-1. and one. They had an overtime win over Calgary. They beat Ottawa, and then they uh, lost to Buffalo. Vancouver, 21-9-2 for 44 points this past week, 3-0-1. They beat Tampa Bay, Florida, and Chicago lost in a shootout to Minnesota, so the Canucks continue to roll. Uh, the Kings are in third place in the Pacific, 17-6-4 for 38 points. One and one this past week, lost to Winnipeg, beat Seattle in the shootout. Now, the Kings do have five games in hand on both Las Vegas and Vancouver, which means they've played five fewer games. So they've got five games to gain ground on both Vancouver and Vegas. Of course, the Kings need to get points and win in those games to take advantage of those five games in hand. But there is an opportunity for the Kings to gain some ground there. Uh, in fourth place is Calgary, 12, 14, and 5, 29 points, 1, 1, and 2. This past week, they lost to Colorado, lost to Vegas in overtime, lost to Minnesota in a shootout, and beat Tampa Bay. Seattle, who the Kings just uh, got a win over, uh, 10, 14, and 8 for 28 points. They went 2-0-1 over the past week. They beat Florida and Chicago, lost to the Kings in a shootout. Edmonton cooled off a little bit. Uh, they are down there in sixth place, 13, 14, and 1 for 27 points. They went 1-2. and two. This past week, they beat Chicago, lost to Tampa Bay and Florida. Anaheim is in second to last place, 11 and 19 for 22 points. They went one and three last week, lost to the Islanders and Rangers and beat the Devils. And then San Jose still in last place, the Kings' next opponent, 9, 19 and three for 21 points. They have played better of late. They started off, they were just horrible, uh, but they did go one and two over the past week. They beat Winnipeg and lost to Arizona and Colorado. All right, we have a quick rain report checking on the Kings AHL affiliate in Ontario, the Ontario Rain. Uh, they went one and one over the past week, an overall record of 15, seven and three. They're in second place in the Pacific Division of the American Hockey League. On Wednesday, they lost to the Henderson Silver Knights, 3 2 in overtime. TJ Tynan and Taylor Ward had the goals in regulation. David Riddich, now with the Kings, took the loss. He allowed three goals on 23 shots. On Saturday, the rain beat the Colorado Eagles 5-4 in a shootout. Akil Thomas, Samuel Hellenius, Charles Houdon, and Hayden Hodgson had the goals. Uh, for Houdon, his 11th of the season, 
Akil Thomas, Taylor Ward, and Samuel Fogimo all scored in the shootout to help Eric Portillo get the win in net. He allowed four goals on 31 shots. Coming up for the rain, two games this week, Wednesday and Thursday, uh, up in Canada, where they will face the Abbotsford Canucks. Uh, we have two rain news items to pass along. Uh, the team did call up goaltender Jacob Ingham from Greenville of the ECHL to replace David Riddich, who's now on the Kings roster because of the injury to Phoenix Copley, who was put on long-term injured reserve by the Kings, which means he will miss about a month or so. We'll see. It's going to be multiple weeks. Um, also reported by friend of the show, Russell Morgan on Twitter. Uh, he sent out a picture as well from practice today uh, at the Toyota Center. Alex Turcott was at practice today. He was wearing a red non-contact jersey, but he was back on the ice. Uh, great to see him apparently ahead of schedule. If you don't know, he took an elbow to the head in a game uh, recently. Uh, the initial reports were that he would be out a significant amount of time. Now, I'm sure they're going to be very careful with him. They're not going to rush him back. They're going to take it slow, but a very positive sign for Alex Turcott to be back on the ice already. And hopefully that will be a good sign that he'll be ready to return to game action here in the near future. So a great sign for Alex Turcott to be back on the ice. We'll keep an eye on him and uh, report any new news we have throughout the week on Alex Turcott. For you everydayers, those of you that listen and watch Locked on LA Kings every day coming up on tomorrow's show, we're going to preview Tuesday's Kings-Sharks matchup, give you an update on the Kings injuries, and talk about a special night coming up for Andre Kobitar. Wednesday, we'll recap that Kings-Sharks game and preview that night's game with the Kings taking on the Kraken at Crypto.com Arena. Back-to-back games for the Kings. Will we see David Riddich? We'll find out. And then Thursday, we'll have a special guest yet to be determined Friday will be our weekly fan feedback show. So that's the uh, that's the schedule for this week for Locked on LA Kings. Hope you will be with us all week long. If you would like to be in contact with the show, send us an email for the fan feedback show or, or send an email on anything you want to talk about. Uh, the email address is lockedoneddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E. Uh, and you're also welcome to leave your comments if you're watching on the YouTube uh, episodes down below. Uh, we'd love for you to stay connected with the show by following us on social media, X, Twitter, and Instagram. We are at Locked On LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you, as always, for watching this episode of Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. And as always, go Kings go.